Well, you heard it last week. Old Dinosaur Neil dropping that bombshell on us. Just taking a shit in the middle of the room and leaving. <laughs> That's right, Dino Neil Man pointed out that we should review the Kevin Smith movie, <laughs> Yoga Hosers. So, stay tuned for that on a- another episode of the review. <sighs> review. Now it's time to dive into this. Do we have to? I mean, we might as well. We've already gone through the torture of it. <laughs> so last week, in lieu of not having anything planned for this week, uh, we d- bestowed the the pleasure to Dinosaur Neil to give us our homework for this week. Yeah. And he said, yoga hosers. And then we said, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Never again am I taking a suggestion <laughs> from Dinosaur Neil. Fuck that guy. So, <clears throat> we did go watch it. The second entry in his True North trilogy. Yep. We did do Tusk, so I guess it would be fair to do this as well. We didn't have to. We didn't have to. We could have stopped at Tusk. We probably didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't either. <laughs> but, uh, the, uh... Synopsis of the movie. Yeah. It's a spin-off, if you will. Yeah. The uh, main characters in it are the Colleens, played by Harley Quinn Smith, and uh, Johnny Depp's daughter. I don't remember her name. Something Rose Depp. Yeah. <laughs> they are uh, in uh, look it up. Tusk for just a hot second. And uh, so this film takes uh, a little look at their life after the events of Tusk. Which, you know, I didn't hate their part in Tusk that much. They were a little annoying, but it was like a, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And uh, this uh, movie is kind of like a play on Clerks mixed with some harebrained idea that he probably had on Smodcast. I think it is because, uh, yeah, I was just too lazy to turn it off. And and the end credits, they play, like, after, like, some music plays for a while, they do play, like, an episode of Smodcast where, like, uh, like, the guy that he does it with, I don't even know who he is, but, like, the dude just keeps saying, oh, yoga hosers, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, Kevin Smith is losing his goddamn mind over it. And yeah. it's like... I feel like there's context here that I you're not <laughs> I should have, sharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Scott Mosier is his name. He's like, oh, yoga, ho- oh, yoga hosers, I got a gallon of poutine. And then he's like... <laughs> <laughs> Losing this, his goddamn mind. I, what the fuck is happening right Li- now? I've listened to a few episodes of Smodcast, and it's not a bad show at all. Like... Scott Moser's actually a pretty funny guy, and, and, like, every episode they do, like, news from Canada, which all of these movies stem from, essentially. So, uh, 
there you go. There you have it. There you get a, a yoga hosiers out of this. <clears throat> but, um, so anyway, back to the synopsis. These two, uh, work at the, uh, convenience store. They get invited to a senior party, uh, where they are only sophomores. Lily Rose Depp. That's Lily it. Rose Depp. Thank you, JT. You're always there for me. Two roses, take two flowers and a Depp. <laughs> and, uh. Then they find out that they got to work on Friday night ah, or Saturday night or whenever this movie takes place. Yeah. And as that uh, goes on, they're learning about the evil uh, small Nazi party that was inhabited Canada around World War Two or whatever. Yeah. And that comes into play later. Yeah. Through miniature sausage men <laughs> named Bratzies who invade the store as they work and hijinks ensue and yoga wins the end spoilers <laughs> johnny depp's in this movie <laughs> as the same character that he was in uh, tusk S- controversial opinion here i love how you you say that as the as your rating <laughs> my rating is johnny depp is in it <laughs> <laughs> um Anyway, uh, so yeah, there you go. There's the plot synopsis for Yoga Hosers. Um, Before I get into my controversial opinion, I got a little background of this movie. Okay. Keep Uh, going. I'm going to get another beer. Go. Um, You want to grab me one, too? You might have to go to the far fridge. Ah, Jesus Christ. Fill me in with what you said. Got it. So, this... uh, as Joel does an episode of Burr here, I'm not going to yell it. But this film had a budget of $5 million, which is chump change when movies come. Um, it's not a huge release or anything like that. Its return was pathetic. Like, I don't think this went to theaters. If it did, it had a very limited run. When I look up things on boxofficemojo.com, it usually tells me how many theaters it's been in. And for this, it had nothing. It didn't have anything but who the lead actors were and what production studio came out of. But its box office only made thirty-nine thousand five hundred and. Coronas. That sounds good. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for the Coronas. Ooh, say cerveza. Uh, that was an episode of cerveza here. Hey, Cereza here. <laughs> uh, as you're joining us, JT, you're going to have to have this. Ah, Jesus Christ. Man. Um, I was telling the budget of the film, $5 million to make this movie. Yeah. Which is low compared to movie standards. It's definitely on the lower end. Its return was pathetic. Okay. $39,000. <laughs> okay, not bad. Thirty-nine, <laughs> $39,585. <laughs> Not bad uh, is terrible to say, because that is awful to say. I mean, it's whoever you ask, which is everybody. <laughs> that, that is uh, awful. Yeah, so it's, it's really bad. It's got a 4.4 out of 10 on IMDb, and it's got a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, 40%. Uh, audience score Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Which I think is pretty uh, 
What was the actual score on Rotten Tomatoes? Twenty percent. So that this is higher than Nine Lives. By one percent. No, higher. Nine Lives is eleven percent. Was it? I thought it was nineteen. No, it was eleven. Oh my god. <laughs> well, what did you like more, this or Nine Lives? Hmm. I have a theory about Kevin Smith that I'll bring up later. Okay. Does that go into what but, you like uh, more? <laughs> um, in terms of how the movies, I feel Nine Lives is a more coherent story. Yes. I would say I liked Nine Lives more than I like this movie. Yeah. Because it's coherent. I know what the story is. Yeah. More on that later. Okay. Because I know where your headspace is at right now. Okay. It's in mine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Going through the credits of this movie, like I didn't stick around for the credits. Soon this was the end. I was tur- I turned it off. <laughs> you ripped your <laughs> PlayStation out of the out of the wall and tossed it against another wall. Actually, this was a not- this was one of the things where I was like, uh, Chelsea, I gotta watch Yoga Hosers for tomorrow's show. And she's like, Okay, you can put it on. I'm like, I'm not gonna subject yeah. you to that. No, I'm I'm telling you, get the fuck out of the room because <laughs> Yoga Hoses is about to be on the TV. <laughs> And I don't want you to be anywhere near it. What I did instead was I loaded it up on my tablet and watched it in the corner <laughs> <laughs> with some earbuds in, in total seclusion. <laughs> well, she watched the chef's table, which is a very engrossing Netflix series about high class chefs that I kept peeking up and watching instead of yoga hosers even though i had no sound context whatsoever i treated it like you treated the golden globes which was played candy crush (laughs) (laughs) um but uh what i realized when i was watching the or looking at the credits when i was doing some research on the movie is that he had a lot of his friends and family help with this movie not only just in the cast yeah but like in uh, the production of this movie, he, he's got his own production studio, Smodcast Studios. Yeah. But there's a whole bunch of other production studios, too, that probably lent the money. Yeah. And even the person who scored the movie, he's friends with through his podcasting. Jesus. Because I was like, that name really sounds familiar. And I looked it up to see what other stuff he did. And it he interviewed him in his podcast because he's the guy that scores all the Warner Brothers direct-to-DVD stuff. Who he interviewed <laughs> on his podcast. And he was a very interesting guy, no doubt. And from what I didn't notice of the score, was fine. Like, yeah. I didn't notice it, so it had to be unnoticeable and good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. This movie is not good. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is bonkers. Yeah. Off the wall. Yeah. Did you want to chime in? Uh, about some of your stuff? Yeah, it's real bad. Um, so, like... Okay, so we saw Tusk. This is bad. And we saw this. Yeah. Also bad. I would argue worse. Yeah, worse. <laughs> and uh, I was just... Like, it fascinates me because it's so bad. And, like... Uh, when we did when we uh, did Tusk, we watched that that documentary thing that was part of the DVD. Yeah, because like because we borrowed like the DVD from Dave and then we like watched it here or something. Yeah, 
and we saw that. And like as I was watching that, I remember we watched that after we watched Tusk, and I'm like, this guy seems pretty smart. Like yeah, for like it just like as a per- like he seems like a very insightful person, but we just watched a movie he made that was bad, like really bad. Yep. And then now he's made this, which is worse. <laughs> and then it's like, like I can't like it was like, I couldn't put it together. Like how was <laughs> this guy who's making these insightful observations making such cluttered bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I came to I came to a conclusion. This might be another one of my out there, my very out there theories. All right, my theory is that <laughs> Kevin Smith he he loves filmmaking. Yeah, it's his passion. He, yeah, he he loves it. But the one time when he was the when he was successful at it was when he got dragged into he like he became like a cult favorite, which in turn attracted a bunch of studios to like offer him a whole bunch of money to make all these dog shit movies. And like, like I'm saying this as not a very big Kevin Smith fan. Like the, yeah. the only movie of his that I really, really, really like is chasing Amy. And I think chasing Amy is really good. Okay. And, uh, but everything else, I think like clerks and mall rats is very mediocre. And then everything after all of that is just kind of, like I feel like he puts in way too much, way too much like geek stuff that takes away from the story. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like with Chasing Amy, I feel like because uh, I think he made Chasing Amy after like a huge breakup of his, and you can tell because he focuses so much on the story of Chasing Amy that he doesn't let all that geek stuff like cloud the story, which is really good. But yeah, everything else, I just feel like it, like it like all of us like oh Star Wars, ah, Star Trek. And below, like chasing Amy, it's like, <laughs> oh my god, this girl is fucked up my life. And it's like, yes, talk more about that. Yeah. But um, yeah, like I've never been a big uh, fan of Kevin Smith, but like watching Tusk and then watching this, like I've picked out so many things where I'm like, God, I like that. I like I actually like if you would focus, if you would like flush like this thing out, I would really like it. But then, like the minute I, the minute I like I start falling in love with it, then he throws in something like like a fucking shit joke or sure. something that just completely ruins the character altogether. Where I'm like, oh well, then fuck you. And I found myself doing that a lot, especially like m- most <laughs> during this, because there were like characters that I started liking, and there was uh, plot devices that I really started liking. Where like the minute I found myself liking it, he would do something to ruin it. Where I was like. What the fuck did you just do? <laughs> so my theory is that he does not want to to uh, entice the temptation of another blockbuster, like, huge check. That he is making movies that he wants to make, but he's self-sabotaging himself at the same time. So that th- it's a dog shit movie, but he has elements in it that he can go back and look fondly on. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's hard to, for me to want to agree with that because, like, it's still, like, the way he makes money. It's still, like, his livelihood. So I can't imagine, like, he'd want to just, like, chase away any, like, offers for... Because I know he'd, like, the a lot of stuff he did is his own stuff. Yeah. Like, written, written and directed by him. Yeah. 
<clears throat> or at least co-written by him. Like, the one thing he had that was a studio movie was Cop Out. Yeah. And he, I know he had, like, an awful time with that movie. Yeah. I Because of production side and, like, the star side. He didn't get along with Bruce Willis. Yeah. And, like, I never saw Cop Out. I heard it was kind of shitty. Yeah. But I think that's not, like, his problem. I think it was a whole clusterfuck of a bunch of things. But it still made him miserable. Yeah, it did make him miserable. But I can't understand, like, why, like, he would want to dig himself in such a hole that he, if he did have, like, this genius, like, so, like he's got a great idea for, like, another movie. And it would be, like, good. Yeah. But now he's fucked himself by making a bunch of garbage films. Yeah. That he can't find the but funding to do it. Yeah, but he's not, he's not, like, uh, I don't think he wants to entice... I think that's why he's making shit movies because he doesn't want to entice anybody else to come in and be like, this is a cult favorite. We're offering you this much money because I think like there's even like an interview in that documentary where he was like, like it's, it's one thing to be like, Oh fuck Hollywood. I'm never going to fucking do their movies ever again. It's another thing when they're like walking up to you with a fucking $80 million check saying, make our next movie. And you're like, Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I'll sign right here. And then the minute you start doing it, then that's when they throw in the fucking, uh, like the stipulations and and the contract to get that money. And I feel like, in a way, he wants to put stuff out there, where like he wants, like he just wants to put it out there where he can kind of like look at this one thing and be like, oh yeah, I like that, and I like that. It's kind of like it's like a fucking like maybe like an artistic treasure hunt where he's like. <laughs> He's putting things in here and there, and then he's just covering it in big piles of shit, <laughs> and he's, like, daring people to be like, find the things that I like. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because like, there were things in here, like, um, uh, okay, so, like, the party, like, the night, like, the the senior guys that invite the them, the Colleen's to the party. Yeah. Like, they go into this weird fucking storyline where, like, like, you like you go, you go through the whole movie where it's like, okay, it's like, a, like these two douchey jocks that are, like, trying to invite these chicks out to, like, fuck them because they're, like, sophomore... They're, like, naive sophomore chicks that like, could totally be easy. Right. So, like, you kind of, like, brush it off as, like, yeah, okay, whatever. That Like, that's kind of, like, a very yeah, much... It's, a, it's like a trope. Yeah, it's it. like a, yeah, it's like a plot device that's used all the time. Yeah. And then they just throw in this weird thing where it's, like, they're actually, like, weird cult members that want to, like, sacrifice yeah. them to, like, a moon god, and yeah, you're, like... they're, like, Satanists or something. Like, that's a really cool fucking concept, <clears throat> where it's, yeah. like, they they play on, like... He totally then, pulled, like, a red state and turned it on its head. Yeah! Like, and then they, yeah. like, they even kind of, like, also play on that, where it's, like, okay, yeah, they're scared that these dudes are gonna kill them, but they're still playing on, like, that sophomore girl wanna be popular thing, where it's, like, oh my god, they're gonna kill me, but he's still really hot. Like, that's a really funny... <laughs> that's fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. And, like, do you just... You make a story... You make a movie around that? That would be hilarious. That would probably get, like... That That would be, like, a movie that would, like, like gain, like, some kind of cult status. But with cult <clears throat> status would come, like, with, like, some studios being, like, hey, this new Kevin Smith movie is getting a lot of buzz. Maybe we should sign him for our next movie. <laughs> I did think that was a little interesting. One of the more interesting they did things they did in the movie. I didn't think it was executed well. Like when they finally are at the store, yeah, or whatever. But uh, the like the one thing I want to bring back about Kevin Smith is like he's built himself like a big podcasting empire. Yeah, like he's one of the big like podcasting groups out there. There's yeah. like 
there's like fucking Earwolf Nerdist Smodcast yeah. and like fucking Mark Maron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who I think is a part of Earwolf now, maybe. Because all yeah, stuff yeah, cause is... He, yeah, he has all of his library there then. It doesn't matter. But so like he's like really what he gets through like advertising and all that shit for that has to be at least a decent enough income being like yeah like i i don't know like we're not a part of a podcasting empire of course not (laughs) what are you talking about troy that this gets us millions of dollars a day we're famous podcasters we're very famous (laughs) but like i the recent movies that he did tusk and this one yoga holders like they're brain children of Smodcast, of him and Scott yeah. Moser mm-hmm. bullshitting back and forth. Yeah. Which are funny in the moment. Yeah. Like, they're half-baked ideas that they're improving right there. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny right yeah. there. In, like, taking that idea and trying to make it into something does not work. Like, no. I, it, it doesn't. We've seen it twice. Yeah. It doesn't work. Like, Tusk was like a weird kind of human centipede like kind of a film yeah that was so biz- like so weird yeah and it it's a shitty movie but like going back to it like i think i even brought it up when we did the show like there were elements in it that i kind of liked yeah yeah i yeah the the main like creepy guy i can't remember yeah. the actor who plays him but I but even kind of does like what i was talking about with this in that where it's like okay you have this Weird old guy that's really interesting that I kind of want to get to know more of. And then he totally ruins him with that weird scene with Johnny Depp where he just acts like a fucking dumbass. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, he takes a character that you're, like, kind of drawn to and then just just destroys them in front of your eyes so that there's no way that you would be drawn to it anymore. Like, I feel like he's totally self-sabotaging himself. Yeah. My controversial uh, opinion about Johnny Depp... Okay. I like him more in this movie than I do in Tusk. No, I think he's worse in this, to be honest. (laughs) I thought he was more, like, I could pay attention to him more in this than I could in Tusk. Controversial, I know. And, like, kind of, like... But it doesn't matter. And drawing off off of my, off of my thought process, like, I feel like if Johnny Depp's character was kind of played more serious, I think it would be better. But, like, they do, they go this route where it's, like, let's give him cross eyes and a big shitty nose and fucking... Like moles give him, that move yeah, all over his gross, face. gross, weird moles that move all, yeah. Like, I feel, yeah, like, I just feel like Kevin Smith gets these ideas and, like, I think somewhere there's, like, a script to Yoga Hosers that's, like, good. I doubt it. And then he just <laughs> I'm gonna fucking... I'm going to stop you right there. He just fucking takes the script. <laughs> no, he writes an initial draft and then is like, okay, this is my masterpiece. Sets it down and says, how can I make this m- the worst fucking movie ever made? And then just adds piles of shit on top of it that just makes it barely watchable. Um, I feel like he's just self-sabotaging. Because there's no way it, it makes sense that he would... That he actually has, like, a brain in his head when to make this. Make this thinking this was a really good movie. I think he's just <laughs> self-sabotaging himself. I don't know. Because he wants that yeah, thrill I... of making a movie without get, without drawing the attention of big studios, offering all this money, and then, like, giving up what he loves doing. Listen, like, lately he's been directing a lot of TV. Like, a yeah. lot of CW stuff. And he's even yeah. directing an episode of The Goldbergs yeah. coming up pretty soon. 
and uh, a lot of stuff is in his wheelhouse. So he's like, he's directing like uh, episodes of The Flash and Supergirl. He knows superheroes and stuff. Yeah. So he they're getting him on here, and like I guess the episode of the Goldbergs is he's directing when the uh, eighty nine Batman movie comes out. Okay. And so that's why he's directing this one. Yeah. Got me interested to see it. <laughs> <laughs> so I might, I will check, be checking that out. But yeah. uh, like, he's doing like great on TV. Like he's directing more TV lately than he has ever. Yeah. And so, but TV direction doesn't get you attention. TV direction, you can kind of fall back in the background. The Russo brothers directed TV, and now they're directing huge, well, they multi-billion-dollar e- movies. Yeah, but they also executive produce TV. Like I think EPs get way more attention for TV than the directors do. Maybe. Like if you're I don't know if you're an EP, you can be a showrunner. If you're a showrunner, then you're running that TV show. Yeah, they weren't the showrunners on Community, were they? Yeah. Really? The they, it's their brothers? names. It's their names and somebody else. Dan Harmon. Yeah, Dan Harmon. It's Harmon Russo brothers. Really? Production, huh? Regardless, but if you're if you're if you're production, then you're showrunner, and then showrunner gets the attention for the show because it's an ongoing story. If you're a director, it's just episode by episode. You're not in charge of the story. Uh, re- what I'm getting, my point is what I'm trying to get across here is that I know he's not a shitty director. Yeah, like there's movies of his that I like. The TV shows that I've seen that he directed, I like. Is if he's got quality stuff. He can pull it out. Like, the episode of The Flash he did last year, uh, entitled The Good Dinosaur, was an amazing episode. Yeah. Like, it had to deal with just people, like, talking to each other. He Kevin Smith does that really great. Yeah. Like, he's a sentimental guy. Like, he can really pull it across, and he can bring a tear to your eye. He yeah. cries all the time. Yeah. But, like, he if he writes it himself... He needs to make sure that this shit is good. The best thing Kevin Smith does right now is when he does, like, motivational talks. And yeah. he was doing those, uh, actually, Ghost Hunter Dave and Dinosaur Neil and his wife, uh, Sarah. Yeah. Went to go uh, see him when they were in uh, Iowa City or something like that. Yeah. I think you brought that up when we did the when we did Tusk. And uh, they really enjoyed it. He was only supposed to be there for, like, two hours and he ended up talking for almost four. Yeah. Or something like that. That's what I think he needs to do right now. Like, go the route of Andrew WK and do motivational speeches. Yeah. Because that's all Andrew WK does right now. Really? Yeah. He's a motivational speaker. Yeah. And if there's anything that Kevin Smith can do, like, well, it's make you believe that if you've got an idea that you should just go out and do it. Because, like, what's holding you back? Mm -hmm. Like, your fear? Like, who cares about your fear? Like, just do it. Yeah. And, like, there's been uh, a few, uh, like, Q&A sessions he usually does after he, like, brings out a movie. Yeah. And the end, like, is usually a huge whole speech about that. And it's really empowering to listen to. And it's Mm -hmm. great. And, like, it's the best thing he's done in his career for the last 15 years or something like that. But, like, that's not what he wants to do. Like, if he wants to do podcasting, sure, that's fine. Like, I'm sure he's got a he's busy with that all the time. But... I don't know, man. Like, he, uh, I don't, like, your theory about sabotage, I don't buy it. But, like, it's doing it anyway. He's sabotaging yeah. himself regardless if that's his, it's his, it's his goal or not. 
I, I don't know. Like as much as I want to hate these movies, like the the things that he comes <coughs> out and says about them, like I don't know. I just can't fucking hate on them because he he knows what they are. You can tell that he knows what they are. Yeah, and he's just. Like, the thing that stuck out to me the most was, like, when he talked about, like, coming out with this, where it's, like, like I, I make movies to give people ideas for stuff. Like, to make movies, like, in the future. Like, he sure. wants to inspire people. And I feel like, I don't know, like, just watching this, there were so many things that I wanted to latch on to that he wouldn't give me the chance to latch on to. But, like, I was, like, it still made me think about it. Like, the whole thing with, like, the two... With like the like the two guys that like you look they look like they wanted to fuck them and then in the end they just wanted to sacrifice them to some weird moon god or whatever. Like that made me think about a fucking like a story like involving like what if like a fucking uh football team was like told by their coach that they have to do like join something that involves team building exercises, so they join a cult. And then they just <laughs> And then they just like lure a bunch of like sophomore virgins to like a house party and try and kill them, but they're still they're still meathead jocks and they're still naive sophomore girls. Like imagine like this life or death situation with these two like stereotypical things. It made me think about that. And I can't hate on somebody that's like fucking making these creative juices run in my head. Yeah, but like the the only way I can find that inspirational is that, like, if you're watching this and the, it just inspires you to make anything better. <laughs> like, this got made. Yeah. I know I have better ideas than this that are more coherent because this is, like, one of the poster children for, like, a movie that's got ADHD. Yeah. It is all over the place. It is. But, like, actually... Uh, Corey Coleman, I have a quote from him. Okay. Uh, uh, oh yeah, the, they hate this. They hate, they fucking hate this. I was going to ask you if you actually listen to the review they of this or not. They hate this. But I know Corey Coleman said that his, uh, the review of this was like his worst, like got number one on his worst movie list. Oh yeah. Yep. Besides like, uh, Fifty Shades Blacker or something like that. Yeah. But anyway, his quote was like, this is paraphrased, but like, um, Smith's obtaining funding for this film is an insult to aspiring filmmakers who can't even get their foot in the door. Yeah. That, like, this got made, and whatever they want to do, they can't even get, like, the light of day to freaking have anyone listen to their idea. Yeah. But that's, like, so how much funding did Kevin Smith get for this? Five million. And that's, like... Well, was any of it like sell? Was it like uh, I don't? I didn't break it down. Was I don't, it from his fans or was it from like? It wasn't crowdfunded. There, if you look at um, the yeah, there's like five or six studios attached to it. If you, yeah, if you look at the uh, producers on this movie, there's like probably twenty five. Yeah. Like, I the, <laughs> it's got to be like he got money from everywhere, and it's got to be yeah. some self finance too. But but like in the same sense, like I can see how that's a problem. But in the same sense, like. That's not Kevin Smith's fault. That's the production. That's the other production's fault. That's the studio that was like, we're investing in a Kevin Smith movie's fault. I guess. Like, if Kevin Smith's like, I want to make this movie, and then people are like, yes, it's not Kevin Smith's fault. It's the people that said yes's fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Smith did not come to them selling something that wasn't, this is my next movie. 
He came to them saying, I'm making... You saw Tusk. You saw everything I've made before this. I'm going to make something that's pretty much just like that. And they said, yep! <laughs> Stamp of approval. This is not Kevin Smith's fault. And I, like, as much as I want to fucking hate on Kevin Smith, and this is a terrible movie, I will agree this is a fucking awful movie. Yeah. But there were things in here that I felt were way smarter than in stuff that I've seen that I hate. I, I like this more than B, than BVS, to be honest. Oh, shit. And I can't agree to because, that. Because, well, no. And not because of the movie, but because, <laughs> I like, I feel there was more creative stuff in this than there was in BVS. BVS felt like a fucking, let's try and please everybody kind of movie. This struck me as, like, there were things in there that if you germinated them more, it would be really good. But Kevin Smith is not about that. Kevin Smith's about fucking... He just wants to put that out there. Whatever you do with it, you can do with it. This is my movie. He, I don't think he wants to fucking... Because he doesn't want to fucking make another movie that makes like a bunch of people be like, Yes, make this, make this, make this. He wants to do it on his own terms. And if you make a good movie, you're not doing a next movie on your own terms. You're doing it on someone else's terms because they want, them, they want you to make money for them. Yeah, they want more of the same. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know that it's like double edged. I, it's like yeah, I, it's a weird it's a weird argument, but at, at, that's the only thing that I can make sense out of this because he seems like a smart dude. And yeah, I don't hate of, the guy at all. Like I really like the guy. Yeah, actually. and there's a lot of shitty humor in this, and I cannot see that smart of a guy making that shitty of humor. So the only way I can see him doing it is if he's like, I'm just gonna fucking I'm gonna make a real shitty movie, but I'm gonna put things in there that I like. So if I like. Like, I want to, like, see this with Kevin Smith, where, like, he, like, just sit in his fucking basement or his man cave or whatever, <laughs> and, like, he turns it on, and I bet if I watch it with him, he'll be like, okay, so if I were to make this part into a movie, I would actually more, I would emphasize more on this, and then try and build this out more, and I'd be like, that's kind of cool. But, like, he, I feel like he put so much, like, he piled so much shit on top of that, just to make, just to scare everyone away from making him make making him do another movie, just try and do it on his own terms. It's a weird argument, but that's it is the only a weird I, argument. That's the only thing I can make sense out of it. If that's the way you got to do it, man, have at <laughs> that's it. That's the only way I can make sense. Like even the the fucking uh, like the Nazi leader guy, like he was annoying, but there were parts of it that oh, I like liked. Ralph where it's Garman like, or whatever. Yeah, when he's spoken a bunch of accents. <laughs> So I like the fact that it's like, okay, you get a fucking Nazi fascist who cryogenically freezes himself. And then when he wakes up, he's trapped in this basement, like subjected to a bunch of American films. Yeah. So he's an Americanized version of a fascist. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. It was done. It was done very shittily and it was done very annoyingly. But if you like take that character and you like, like, uh, like kind of like grow on it and like. Find a way to make it where it's entertaining. That's fucking hilarious. You know what I'm getting pleasure out of right now? Do you wait? Do you listen to any uh, Smodcast podcast? No. Okay. And so, like, you're seeing this from like a point that you've never seen it before, and it's like really making me happy. Yeah. Because like I used to listen to a lot of them. I used to listen to Smodcast and Fat Man on Batman and Hollywood Babylon. Yeah. Hollywood Babylon in general has Ralph Garman as the co-host. Yeah. And all of those voices that he does, he does every show yeah. of Hollywood Babylon and yeah. does all these impersonations. Yeah. Those that was but the person impersonations like the, the annoying part of it. I don't want that. I just want like the 
Like, but, uh, but oh, go, go, go. But go just ahead. like you seeing that as like that's the what you took from it. Yeah. Like I took it as like he does these fucking impersonations every single podcast, and now he's just putting them into a movie. Yeah. That's all I can see. Yeah. And like you seeing it from never <laughs> listening to it. Yeah. From a totally different perspective. Yeah. And I'm like, that's an interesting point. Like I like that, <laughs> even though they said it in the movie. Yeah. Like you took it. At more face value than me knowing, like, how they made the sausage or bratwurst yeah. in this <laughs> in this instance. So you're watching it being made. I'm just fucking eating it. Yes. <laughs> and you, it has a terrible aftertaste. Yeah. But I know, like, how it's already going to taste. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. I've got a, actually a quote from somebody, uh, Simon Abrams, who writes for RogerDeber.com. Okay. Um, he's got a quote for the movie that I thought was pretty funny. Mm -hmm. He said, if the creators of South Park made this yoga hosers may have been hysterical. (laughs) And I, (laughs) and I could only agree a hundred percent that if the South Park guys made like this Canadian weird movie, yeah, that would have been, it would have been pretty great, but they come at it from way different angles. Mm Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not, I, I, I will definitely, agree that this is a terrible fucking movie but i feel this came from a this came from a place that was not as commercialized as bvs and that's why i say i like this more than bvs whereas whereas bvs was (laughs) i cannot get behind that whereas bvs was made as a fucking bvs was made as like people are gonna fucking love this yeah this was made as people are gonna fucking hate this, <laughs> and I can respect somebody who's gonna make something that shit as opposed to someone who's gonna make something good and is totally, completely fucking out of, like cannot comprehend people's interpretation of what is entertainment. Like just putting dumb shit out there and saying people eat this. Kevin Smith is putting like shit out there where it, there's some stuff that's good, but it is shit. Yeah. It is a really weird argument. I, I apologize. <laughs> no, no, pal. It's like, it, it's definitely. I just out cannot there. have, I cannot have any respect for BVS because it really is, it really is just awful. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't argue with that. Like, it is awful, but BVS, it is better than this movie. I just cannot have respect for a fucking. The best part a about this movie. Cash cow. Is. That it's 88 minutes long. Yeah. And the thing is, it is short. Like, he makes it as short as possible, which I appreciate. You know what my favorite part of this review is? What? Is that we barely really talked about the movie and more just about Kevin Smith. We did. And we just shoved it out of the way. To be honest. This is a shitty movie. To be honest, there's nothing to really talk about in this. No. And, like, I, we could go on <laughs> forever about, like, how, like, the two actresses really aren't really all that good. Yeah. But they're, like... They're not even 18. They're, like, underage. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't be fair just to say, like... And to be honest, they they would be really good uh, side characters. Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like Used they're, like... I, in moderation. The way the way I usually uh, would def- define a good side character is it's somebody that you are friends with, but you don't want to live with or don't want to be around a lot. <laughs> like, that's a good side character. And the Colleens are... A good side character. But the thing is, it's based around them. And you spend enough time with them where you're like, 
Shut the fuck up. Yeah. They sing a little too much in this. They they sing don't they sing not well too much in this. <laughs> One the of them. The scene. Okay, so the scene. <laughs> okay, go so, ahead. So so the scene where it's supposed to like move their father to like Yeah. It wasn't good. Uh-uh. <laughs> and I think that was the best song they sang too. Is that one? It wasn't good though. <laughs> it wouldn't. Them... It wouldn't. It wouldn't make me want to not fuck somebody. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, unless maybe they were in the room. If 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 I was about to fuck like my, I don't know if he's supposed to be like his girlfriend or wife at the time. If I was supposed to have sex at that time, and my daughter and her friend started loudly singing in the other room. I would not be like, don't touch me. I need to listen to this. I'd be like, shut the fuck up. I'm getting laid right now. (laughs) Also weird that they know their dad's trying to fuck. Yeah. Or at least one of their dads. Oh, here's another thing. How weird is it that Kevin Smith was very, Kevin Smith seemed very like adamant about talking about periods and his daughter and his it, wife it, is in this as well. His wife, who's, who's his, it's wife? his wife, is the one, the older woman that they talked about periods with. Oh, okay. At whatever place they were at. Oh, okay. Yeah, like they they talk a lot about periods. At a, at a point in this, they do at a chunk of the movie. Yeah, more more than you probably would want to when you're you're, you're having your daughter. Like she's like pornographically talking about periods, and he and his her father wrote this. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and anyway, like the movie's bad. Like Neil brought up one thing last week that there's one moment that I that we would probably laugh at. I don't know what it would have been. And I don't know what it is either, but I'm going to guess right now. Dinosaur Neil, tell me if I'm right. Is it Kevin Conroy coming to the counter and doing a Batman shtick while his son Robin is the right there? Was that was that the thing? Because that was the one thing I got a chuckle out of. I love how you're like staring at me right now like I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staring at you. Making you a like surrogate yeah. <laughs> of Dinosaur Neil, but legit, let let me yeah. know because if that's it, that's the only that's the only thing that I laughed at, yeah, or even chuckled at in the movie. Yeah, I didn't laugh. <laughs> I didn't laugh. I all right, um, yeah. I'm glad Haley Joel Osment's getting work. Yeah, and see, <laughs> like I I liked his part. It, for some points, I actually kind of like Justin Long's part too, even though he was yeah. like a. Yo- like I just, I don't know. For some reason, I laughed when they called him Yogi Bear. <laughs> and then, like, some of the fucking poses that he was doing were, like, they were dumb, but they were, like, dumb enough where I was, like, I'm chuckling. But, like, I don't know. I, maybe I was a little too passionate about my hate for BVS to say it was a worse movie than this. <laughs> You have so but much I passion. really, I really fucking hate BVS. <laughs> You're so passionate. And I can... T- I don't know. I just I feel like I don't know if it's because this movie was so bad that I'm I I'm trying to see things that I like so hard that I'm making this a better movie in my head than it really is. I probably am. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
What would you grade this movie? Oh no, it's it's awful. It's terrible. It's yeah, total it's an F. fucking F. But I'm like, it's <laughs> yeah, an F. But I just, I don't know. I, I've, it's it boggles my mind that he would make this. I just yeah, don't it know. It boggles my mind as well. Like it shouldn't be made. I don't know. Now I'm just kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm like going through like the five stages of grief just talking about this right now. Uh, well, we just need to accept it, and then we'll be done. Yeah. That this was a thing. I don't know. I, but, uh, thanks, Neil, for fucking me up, because I'm, I have no yeah, idea. He's going to have weird it. dreams now or I something. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just... Ugh. Oh, look what you've done. Look what you've done, Neil. Thanks, Neil. You broke me. You broke me. I'm fucking broken right now. <laughs> well, let's pick it up. Okay. Besides yoga hosers, JT, is there anything else you've been into this week? Um, I uh, I saw the movie Goat, the uh, uh, movie about uh, I think I brought it up like in a trailer talk like a long time ago, uh, about like hazing in fraternities. Oh, yeah. I kind of vaguely remember that. And um, it was pretty interesting. Okay. It's definitely made by somebody who fucking hates fraternities, though. Okay. Because they make everyone that's in a fraternity look like a fucking asshole. Right. But they take a they take a really cool, interesting take on it. Like, they have a really cool scene with James Franco where he's like, he's only in it for, like, maybe five or ten minutes. But he, he plays, like, this, like... uh. Like thirty something family man who just like stops by because he was part of the fraternity. Yeah, and they're just like, "Hey man, what the fuck's up, man?" He's like, "Hey man, I'm just stopping by. I saw you guys are out. My family's waiting for me." And then it slowly turns into like he goes in the house and has shots, and he just it turns into this wild savage of a person. Ugh. Where you're like, <laughs> "Fuck!" Like fraternities seem like the worst. <laughs> like, I don't like it's. I don't know. It was really interesting, and it, but it was very one-sided. And I, I would like it better if there was like more dimension to everybody. But it, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I would definitely check it out. All right. And um, we, uh, me and Molly finished Hannibal season two. Okay. Which uh, gets really interesting in the like, in the beginning, I was kind of hesitant to it because there was like a whole bunch of like very elaborate. Uh, representations of just dead bodies being laid out in like very public places like courthouses. Sure. And you're like, that's not possible. <laughs> but then like it they ha- it happens so often where you're just like, okay, I just abs- accept it now, and then it right. gets good again. And uh, yeah, I'm really into I'm really into Hannibal. It's it's good. Right. And uh, goddamn fucking bug, get that bug off your mic. <laughs> I think oh. it's off. And uh, <laughs> I introduced Molly to Swiss Army Man. Oh my yeah, number, my number one. Right. I rewatched it. I I like rewatched it, being like, oh, I'm probably not gonna like it as much. Watching, loved it even more. Good. To be honest, I loved it even more. And uh, Molly did not get it. <laughs> <laughs> she, I think her 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 uh, quote was, "This was your number one." <laughs> I was like, all right, it's fine. <laughs> different strokes. Yeah, different strokes. Yeah. But yeah, I just love, there's even things that I, I found in the second time around watching it that I that made me love even more. Like the fact that 
they were pretty much like in like a weird version of a landfill, and that's how they built all their uh-huh. all those houses and, and that bus and stuff. So it's like they're all everything there, even like Daniel Radcliffe's body and him in general are just kind of like thrown away by society, and now they're all coming together to like form like this community. Right on. Like it's so fucking good. Yeah, that's one movie I kind of want to watch again. See if uh, Chelsea likes it. I don't know if she watched it or not. I can't remember if she did. God get, damn Get bug. that bug. Get out of here, here, bug. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Um, yeah, awesome. That's, that, that's all I've been watching. Uh, well, I... Uh, there's this uh, comic called Fables. It's been out forever. Yeah. It's done now. Yeah. It's what Once Upon a Time is based off of. Yeah. If you watch that fucking shit show. Yeah. Ugh, it's a bad show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I'm about halfway through it, and I picked it up again after a couple of years, because um, I have collected all of it since then. And uh, I'm, I'm back on board that train. I really like that. It's it's an amazing story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've crafted it really well. Like at the point where I'm in now, like if you, if you don't know what it is, it's like all these, um, public domain characters, like any fable you've ever heard of is in this, like, and that accounts like to any public domain character that Disney even has like made movies of, but so like Snow White is in it. The big bad wolf is in it. Beauty and the beast are in it. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Cinderella, like Jack Horner, like yeah. little Jack Horner sat in the, Jack is actually all, every Jack that you've ever heard of in a fable. Oh, cool. So like Jack and Jill is the same Jack as Jack Horner. Oh, is the cool. same Jack as Jack and the Beanstalk. All of them are the same. And he's just a shyster. Prince Charming, um, is the same prince in every Disney movie. Yeah. And he's just slept around with all these Disney princesses. Freaking, uh, uh, there's a different part of Fable Land called Agra or uh, maybe it's Agraba, but like that's where Aladdin and all these other like Middle Eastern fables yeah. are, and it's it's really great. And at this point, like uh, the Big Bad Wolf and Snow White are married. Yeah, and obviously the Big Bad Wolf has like a human form or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they have like children and this whole thing has gone on, and it's it's really interesting. And like I think right now. If I can, because inventory's coming up at work, so I'm going to have a few days off. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can blow through the rest of it. Nice. Um, my dad finished it, and he said he really liked it, so there you go. There right you have on. it. I think I borrowed a bunch of them from you, and I got through it, and it was pretty good. Yeah. They're not like a superhero adventure affair. It's like no. definitely its own thing. Yeah. And so like it, if you're looking into, if you think you know what it is, it's probably not. So, yeah. Um, I also watched Zootopia. Oh shit! Here per we go. you, Neil. T- I was listening back to the show. Yeah. And yeah, God, what you guys were saying, I was like, I really want to watch Zootopia. Yeah. And so we, me and Chelsea, watched it the other night. Yep. Really good. Right. Really good. Like I don't know if I got into it as much as you and Neil did. Yeah. But it still is one of the better movies that I saw of 2016. Yeah. That came out in 2016. Yeah. Really good. Jason Bateman, born to play a fox. <laughs> really good. So good. Yeah. Um, the whole thing was good. Like, I, uh, 
really liked it. I there's a few twists in I didn't even see coming. Like the whole sloth thing was really funny. Oh yeah. Really uh just you know, really good. Oh, I totally forgot to bring up the sloth thing. That was so, so yeah. fucking good. Yeah. I I I really liked it. It was really really and really I didn't know much about it at all. Like I didn't actually know that the uh the bunny was like the main character in it. Yeah. Because I thought the fox was. Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah. he's in the whole movie, but yeah. like it revolves around the bunny or whatever. Mm-hmm. Officer Hops. Yep. So. But no, I like I like the way that they, they make comments on race without making it a race thing. Like, mm-hmm. you don't watch it being like, okay, so the bunnies are white and the... Right. And like the... the the I don't know, like the foxes are, are are black people. It's all like everyone's their own species. Everyone's different. You you're not you're not trying to connect right. races to animals. They're just right. they're animals. They're different. That's all you need to know in terms of yeah. race. Yeah, and that's what. And I didn't and going into it. Um, I didn't know that, and so like I thought they were trying to do that. Like, yeah, foxes are African American people. Bunnies are white people. Yeah. for example, or whatever. Yeah. I thought that's what's how it was gonna be, mm-hmm. and I was waiting for that kind of turn to happen. And I was like, wait a minute, like, no, they're just, they're doing it the other way. Like, (laughs) all the animals are different, and they're just showing how, like, people look down on different species of animals in in the way that, like, people look at other people differently. Yeah, like, because, like, certain animals, like, being a a certain species, you can't connect with another certain species, so then you try and find a way to, to bring them down. Like, oh, they're just, they're just savages. Yeah, yeah. So it was, re- yeah, it was really good. Really smart, uh, really smart uh, movie. Yeah, I fucking love Zootopia. Well, it's my number two. <sighs> number two, man. <laughs> I don't know where it would place in my top ten. Yeah. I also forgot Swiss Army Man. You're number one you and did. two. You did. <laughs> I, did I, I, I thought the other day where I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot to put Hush in Because I fucking loved Hush. Hush. The movie about, like, the deaf chick that was being stalked by a dude. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that either. Oh, that one's so fucking good. Didn't see I that. I feel like I should have put that in there somewhere. <sighs> Shit. Fucked up! <laughs> well, JT, people want to tell you where to put it. Where can they do that? Well, they can... <laughs> <laughs> they want to contact me. <laughs> They can contact me at Bucky for Everyone on Twitter, also Bucky for Everyone on Instagram, and you know what? Contact me on Snapchat at Bucky for Everyone, or just Bucky for Everyone. Nailed it. I think BVS is better. Th- I think BVS is better than Ho Yoga Hosers. I'm already taking back that statement. Good. It was such a bad. I got so passionate about you got, you it. You were pa- you're a passionate man. It was so. Look, Batman v v Superman is bad. But, I don't know. I was seeing stuff in Yoga Hosers that... it's No, don't watch Yoga Hosers. You were on a roll. Neil, you broke me! God damn it! <laughs> you can find me at Max on Twitter. You can find us both at Off Podcast on Twitter. You can find all of our new shows on Facebook.com slash Podcast, And you can find all of our episodes, past, present, and future, on SoundCloud.com slash Podcast. As well, if you're into iTunes, you can find us on iTunes. Just look up Review Review Podcast. Yes, Review 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 Podcast. <laughs> and we are also on Google Play if you use that application as well. If you have 
something to say. That may be more than 140 characters. We do have an email. We've had a few emails from time to time. Jude, looking at you. What the hell, Jude? Uh, you can find us, or you can write us an email at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Review, review, review. Spelled just like it is on the title of this episode. Most deaf. There you have it. There you have it. We done did it. Done did it. Yeah. Next week, I'm kind of excited about next week. Yeah. Brought a suggestion up to me earlier today. Yep. I was into it. We're going to cover, which it's supposed to debut. Yeah, it is. It's debuting this weekend, the HBO limited series starring Jude Law. Jude Law. The Young Pope. Very interested to see how that turns out. Yeah. I've already heard, um, not reviews of it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, either people are disgusted about it or are super curious about it. Oh, dude, it looks like such a fucking cool concept. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I just saw a trailer for it again, and I'm like, I don't think I'm excited for it as I was before. But maybe that's because I've just heard some other people that I like being like, Fuck that show or whatever. Oh no, dude! I saw like a trailer for it where it like legit looks like if the mo- if uh, the Pope treated his position like he was a mob boss. Right on. Like that exi- like that legit looks like how they're playing it, and it looks so fucking good. Good deal. And so because they are putting it out at a, a different schedule, we'll be reviewing the first two episodes. Yes, yeah. Sunday Monday. So we'll get the first two eps under our belts and tell you all about it. Yes. I'm, ex- I'm pretty stoked. Yep. Do a first impressions. Yep. And if, we, if we're into it, might do a full review when it come, when it's all done. It's said S- and done. When it's all said and done. All is said it, and done. This is a ten-parter? I don't know. I know they're, they're, they are sticking to the schedule of doing Sunday Mondays. Because I think, because they have to end it before they do, like, their next one called, uh, oh, what the fuck is it? It's that one with, like, Reese Witherspoon in it. Oh. Like, like Big the Little, Big Little Liars or, Big Little Lies or something. Which, that one, like, looks kind of interesting, too. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one with, uh, it's like the three women in it or whatever? Yeah, it's, like, Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, and Shailene Woodley. I don't know who that is. Uh, the chick, like, the Divergent chick. I was talking about Nicole Kidman. I've never heard of her. Oh, her? Um, <laughs> fuck Tom Cruise once. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, well, great. Yeah. So join us next week for The Young Poop. The Young Poop. Young Poop starring Yudla. <laughs> young Poop with Yudla. <laughs> uh, otherwise, terrific show. Good. Very insightful. I like how this review, like, we utterly hated the movie, but we had nothing, like, but positive things really to come out with like Kevin Smith. Like we'd still don't hate the guy. Yeah. It's like, listen, man, we like you just make something <laughs> worth it. <laughs> At least that's where I came out. Like, I don't know how you feel. I don't know. I feel like there's something, there's something in there. He just, well, you heard, you heard my theory. I'm not going to try and repeat it again. You just, you'll I say outlandish things. Like you liked it more than BVS. I will. <laughs> Yeah, I'm telling you, it just fucking we need it, to cut it, you burrow, off. it burrows into me, and then it's like it fucking I don't know. Just so passionate. Neil That's broke me. God damn it, Neil. The fuck? God damn it, Neil. <laughs> fucking it up. What's well, the show, everybody? All right. So join us next week, Young Pope Eula. The Young Pope Eula. Young Pope Eula. Uh, until next time, I'm Short of the Max Extreme. I am JD3K, and we are off.